0: Hello, my friends, and uh, welcome back to another episode of the Informed Catholic. This is going to be episode 14, and I'm going to do the readings for Friday, the third week of Advent, Friday, the third week of Advent. So here's the entrance antiphon. Behold, the Lord will come descending with splendor to visit his people with peace, and he will bestow on them eternal life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God may almighty god have mercy on us forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life amen kyrie eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison christe eleison christe eleison christe eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison kyrie eleison this is from <clears throat> uh, the um, favorite prayers from the imitation of christ attributes of god It's not for the Advent one. I just decided to choose something a little different. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, God, you alone are the greatest good. You alone are the most high and mighty. You alone are the most sufficient and perfect. You alone are the most sweet and consoling. You alone are the most fair and most loving. You alone are the most noble and most glorious. Above all things, in you all good things are found, existing in all their perfection, as they have always been and always will be. Therefore, O oh Lord, anything you give me besides yourself, anything you reveal or promise me concerning yourself, is all too unimportant and insufficient for me for my heart cannot rest or or be fully content until it rise rises above all your gifts and everything you have created to rest in you alone. Okay, and here's one more the will of God dear Jesus open my heart to understand your law and teach me to live in accord with your commandments. Grant me the grace to accept your will and never to forget to thank you reverently for all your blessings so that I will be able to thank you for them worthily. However, I know and confess that I am not able to praise and thank you adequately for even the least of your gifts. For my spirit trembles with awe as I begin to contemplate your infinite nobility and majesty, amen. The first part I like very much. You alone are the greatest good. You alone are the most high and mighty. You alone are the most sufficient and perfect. You alone are the most sweet and consoling. You alone are the most fair and most loving. You alone are the most noble and most glorious. Above all things in you all good things are found, existing in all perf- in all their perfection as they have been, always been and always will be. Therefore, O oh Lord, anything you give me besides yourself, anything you reveal or promise me concerning yourself, is all too unimportant and insufficient for me. For my heart cannot rest or be, or be full, fully content until it rises above all your gifts and everything you have created to rest in you alone. It's very beautiful, you know, I mean, it's, I think the most, it's obvious, the most important thing is to know God, to know him, to, to have our minds and our hearts and our will in our very core of our being united to him and one with him in one with christ one with his will one in everything it's i think the most important thing of all and yet maybe well yes is it easier said than done yes most definitely but that's why they always say our will has to be directed we live in a world where there's so much distraction and so much um, I think our our world is harder than any time in history because we have everything we need you know we have electricity we have heat in the homes we have transportation uh, we have food we have technology we have medicine um we have more than what any any age even and maybe you can say yes even the most poorest person in america has has it a lot better than most people around the world and yet even now maybe you know, of course, there are people around the world that don't have adequate water, adequate every, anything that we take for granted, but maybe because we have all these things that we, that these things get in the way in our dependence on God and it make it harder for us than any other time in history and yet <clears throat> we still have problems we still have anxieties we still um we suffer from from sin and we don't want to admit it you know um i think It's harder for Catholics now than ever before, harder for any Christian. I don't think just Catholics alone, but I think for any Christians, because we live in a time now, we don't want to admit these sins. We want to conform Christianity to sin. We And especially for Catholics, I think, because a lot of Catholics now, especially with abortion and transgenderism and homosexuality, and the fact that we got a lot of priests and a lot of clerics who want to change the church to accept these particular sinful lifestyles. And yet, even though we have churches that actually do these things, we have churches that actually have conformed to them, um, and yet they're they're losing members. Why is it that we see what they're doing in other um, other particular Christian groups, denominations. Why do we think that the Catholic church could do better? And I honestly think my answer to it, as I thought about it, because these liberal members, these liberal Catholics, because they believe they do believe the Catholic church is the one true church. They believe that Catholic church is the church that was established by Christ. And they do believe that the keys to the kingdom of heaven, the authority to bind and loosen was given to Simon Peter by our Lord. They know, and they know that this is the true faith, but they think because it's the truth or they believe because of the true faith, They assume in their minds that they, the Catholic Church, can make it true. That The Catholic Church can make homosexual unions uh, holy. That the Catholic Church can make female priesthood holy. So they assume that in a sense, because it's the Catholic Church... The cat, weak the Catholic Church can make it holy. Once the Catholic Church makes it holy, in other words, calling good evil or, you know, calling, um, eat, uh, good, eat, um, I'll say evil good, got, getting my, uh, good and evil mix up here, calling evil good and sanctifying evil as good, that it will be all right. It's presumption, right? It, 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 they're presuming this to be true. And that's why they, they want to do it. And that's the problem. This is the sinful problem. And we got a serious problem here. It's a, it's bad. It's terrible. I, I mean, it has, in their minds, it's a psychological problem it's a mo- it's a problem with morality and y- we all know those of us who believe know it's never going to happen it's never going to happen people unfortunately our brothers and sisters who are on the liberal side just cannot accept that all right, let's uh, move on. All right, the first reading is going to be from Isaiah 56 chapter 1 of uh, 56 chapter 56 verse 1 to 3 6 to 8. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord. Observe what is right and do what is just. For my salvation is about to come. My justice about to be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this. The son of man who holds to it. Who keeps the Sabbath free from profanation. And his hand from evil doing. Let not the foreigner say when he would join himself to the Lord. The Lord will surely exclude me from his people, the foreigner who join themselves to the Lord, ministering to him, loving the name of the Lord and becoming his servants. All who keep the Sabbath free from profanation and hold to my covenant, them I will bring to my holy mountain and make joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says the Lord God, who gathers the dispersed of Israel. Others will I gather to him besides these already gathered. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hey, Psalm 67. O God, let all the nations praise you. O God, let all the nations praise you. May God have pity on us and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon earth. Among all nations, your salvation. O God, let all the nations praise you. O God, let all the nations praise you. May the nations be glad and exult because you rule the people in equity, the nations on the earth your guide. O God, let all the nations praise you. O God, let all the nations praise you. The earth has yielded its fruits. God, our God, has blessed us. May God bless us, and may all the nations of the earth fear him. O God, let all the nations praise you. O God, let all the nations praise you. So um, Isaiah 56 is very interesting. Here you have the line that Jesus says when he goes into the courts of the money changers and those who sell the animals and says, my house should be called the house of prayer for all people and is often translated as all nations <clears throat> because the area where the money changers and the um, the the people selling the animals, the the dubs, the animal sacrifices, and uh, you know the sheep and the goat and I guess the bulls, if I guess if they do sell them there, this is put in the court of the Gentiles because you see. When the temple was set up, you had the court of the priests, the court of the men, and the court of the women. And right before the court of the women is the court of the Gentiles, and the money changes were placed in the court of the Gentiles. Uh, kind of like it's also done as an insult, but you see the it's all it's kind of like similar to the ark or the the ark of Noah. Really, when you think about it, the Ark of Noah, remember all the animals represented all the nations and, uh, you know, male and female, God has made them and they're going into the Ark. The Ark is the church. The Ark is a type picture of the Church of Christ. Noah is a Messiah figure, right? And all the animals, and remember when Noah sent out, he sent out the, the raven and the raven is kind of like representation of the, uh, you know, the devil or crow or something mm-hmm. like that. And he, you know, it, and eventually at some point, you know, it doesn't come back, but he, or I, I think the, the dove, he sends out the dove, the dove comes back with a, with a, an olive branch. And the olive branch is a tip of uh, olive, olive oil is used for christening for the, for the Messiah to anointing, to anoint. And the dove is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And you see the symbolism there. It's all typologies, all metaphors to point to Christ. We see the dove at the day of Pentecost. Or, you know, no, I'm sorry, with the day of, of Christ's baptism. So it's a picture of that. So here, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all people. And it ends here. Um... Thus says the Lord God, who gathers the dispersed of Israel: Others will I, rega- I gather to Him, besides those already gathered. So, who is he talking about? Others will I gather to Him, besides those I'm gathering. He does mention the Son of Man here, right? Here it, it makes mention to, to the Son of Man. Okay, blessed is the man who does this, the Son of Man who holds to it. Who keeps the the Sabbath free from profanation? What did Christ say? The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. Is even Lord of the Sabbath. When he would join himself to the Lord, the Lord will surely exalt me from his people. The Lord will surely exalt me from his people. The foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, ministering to him, loving the name of the Lord. Who is him? It has to be the Christ. Okay, it has to be the Christ. Uh, Blessed is the man who does this, the son of man who holds to it. Let me read it again from the beginning. Thus says the Lord, the Lord, observe what is right and do what is just, for my salvation is about to come. My justice is about to be revealed. Blessed is the man who does this, the son of man who holds to it, who keeps the Sabbath free from profanation and his hand from any evil doing. Let not the foreigner say, When he would join himself to the Lord. The Lord will surely exclude me from his people. The foreigner who joins himself to the Lord. Ministering to him. Ministering to him. The foreigner. But the only way this can be done is in Christ. The foreigner can't do this himself. The foreigner and not even the the person of Israel can't do this. Only, Only the son of man. Only the Christ can do this. The foreigner who joins themselves to the Lord, ministering to him, loving the name of the Lord and becoming his servants. All who keep the Sabbath free from profanation and hold to my covenant. Them I will will bring to my holy mountain and make joyful to my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. We've heard this before. The nations coming to the holy mountain of God where the house of God rests. We see this imagery over and over again. Who can do this only but Christ? And who can gather the nations with Israel but the Christ? There is no no one else that can do this. Only, only Christ can do this. Only he can do it, you know, and it's beautiful. And then we see in Psalm, Psalm 67, may God have pity on us and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us. So may your, may your way be known upon earth among all the nations, your salvation. May the nations be glad and exult because you rule the people in equity. The nations on the earth you guide. The earth has yielded its fruit. God, our God, has blessed us. May God bless us and may all the ends of the earth fear him. This can only be done in Christ. Okay, so now we get to the, the gospel. Alulia, Alulia, come Lord, bring your peace to that we may rejoice before you with perfect heart. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Chapter 5, verse 33 to 36. John was a burning and shining lamp. Jesus said to the Jews, You sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept testimony from A human being, but I say this so that you may be saved. John was a burning and shining lamp, and for a while you were content to rejoice in his light, but I have testimony greater than John. The works that the Father gave me to accomplish, these works that I perform, testify on my behalf. But the Father has sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let me read it one more time. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 5, verse 33 to 36. Jesus said to the Jews, You sent emissaries to John, and he testified to the truth. I do not accept testimony from a human being, but I say this so that you may be saved. John was a burning and shining lamp, and for a while you were content to rejoice in his light. But I have testimony greater than John's. The works that the Father gave me to accomplish, these works that I perform, testify on my behalf that the Father has sent me. The gospel of the Lord, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus is saying here that John, that he, that John, he testified to the truth. I do not accept testimony from a human being, but I say this so that you may be saved. John was a burning and shining lamp. And for a while you were content to rejoice in his light. You know, remember, it says in the Gospel of John, John came to testify to the light. He was not the light, but he came to testify of the light. You know, that Jesus is the light of the world, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You see these words, these uh, metaphors, uh, symbolism, always going through John's Gospel. Jesus himself said about his followers, you are the light of the world, the city built on a, on, a, on, a, on a hilltop that, that, you know, that cannot be hidden. Now, he's the light of the world and because we believe in him and we are members of his body, we are the light. We also can be light of the world and he can communicate his gospel through us. John was one of those people, a, a, you know, a, a definitely the greatest of all because John was the first one to herald the Messiah. And this is something that you'll see throughout Scripture, but also we can see this even in, even in our own lives. <clears throat> you know, there has there has to be a contrast between light and dark. Um, there are many people who. Don't want to know this. There are many people that don't want to see this distinction. They don't want to see the dark things of their life and they don't want to. they also, they don't want to see the things that are light that contradict the dark things in their life, light and dark contradicts each other. And the human person will start to notice these things about their lives. You know, people will hate one and this, and cling to the other. Love one and despise the other. Jesus himself made it quite clear. You cannot love two things. And no matter how hard you want, you cannot love two things. It is important um, that we recognize these distinctions, that we realize, okay, this can't. Go on like this. I can't go on living like this. You know, you can't, you know, everybody has a conscience, and everybody has to To notice this about our lives. We have to we have to start noticing things, these things, and we have to start fixing these things about our life. We can't live contradictory ways, it's impossible. If we love him, we love Christ. We ask for the help to fix this problem. And that's what we need to do. All right, let's move on. Okay. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Jesus. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of, of thy mercy. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruined souls. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen.